there and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod episode 152 and we are at the semi-final stage here in England for the Premier 15s. Those details for you. Saturday, 3 o'clock at King's Home, Gloucester Hartbury against Bristol, a good old-fashioned West Country derby. And then on Sunday, same time, 3 o'clock, Exeter take on Saracens in a rerun of last year's final. We've got all four directors of rugby, Susie Appleby from Exeter. We've got Alex Austerbury from Saracens, Sean Lynn from Gloucester Hartbury and Dave Ward from Bristol all coming up on the pod. And of course there's news from all over the world as well, including an incredible result between Samoa and Fijiana. There's a News of Italy and Spain and their qualification of WXV and exactly where we are in World Rugby's new rugby tournament in terms of qualification. So the regular season is over here in England in the Premier 15s. Round 18 all happened on Saturday to kick off across the board. And it was goodbye to DMP and for Wasps for now. Emotional scenes at both clubs and please don't underestimate the role that these two clubs have played in the English women's club game why or why there loads of cameras there to to take in the scenes at those games Um, it's just really really poor form Um, but I know there were were great occasions and there's plenty on social media from those two great clubs Uh, these clubs deserve a lot more than possibly they're getting right now so for everyone at the WRP, thank you to Was and to DMP for your contribution to Women's Rugby to date. Hopefully, in years to come, we will see you back at the very top. The DMP hosted Sale in the Battle of the Sharks. Sale winning 34-5. Was took their bow at Twyford Avenue like DMP. A raft of ex-players in attendance losing to Bristol 22-41. Lark Davis with a hat-trick in that one. Gloucester Hartbury, with top spot secured, hosted Exeter, wanted to hold on to second. Susie Appleby's side triumphed 58-19. Two sides are stacked full of internationals. Safe to say that Sean Lynn went a little light on his selections. Saracens went to Franker's Gardens to face Loughborough Lightning. They did all they could, picking up a bonus point win, 33-21, leaving the champions in third. Ruston Harkins played out an extraordinary 33-all draw. It was 7-21 at one stage. This meant that Worcester finished sixth, their highest ever finish in the Premiership. Yes, we know they won the league, but that was in a different guise, of course. Sale, seventh. Then Loughborough with only five wins. DMP, two. And Ross finished bottom of the pile. At the top end, Harlequins missed out on the players for the first time. Bristol ended up seven points clear of Harlequins, but 13 off Saracens who ended up with 15 wins, like Exeter, who were just a single point off Gloss, 79-78. to 78. So, the Premier 15 semi-finals, let's just remind you, shape up like this. Saturday, 3pm, King's Home, which is the venue for the final, of course, in two weeks' time, the 24th of June, 3.30 for that final kickoff. But this Saturday, 3 o'clock, Gloucester Hartbury hosts Bristol. And then on Sunday, same time, 3 o'clock, it's Exeter against Saracens. But without further ado, let's get into those semi-finals. All four coaches, as I say, coming up on the pod. But let's start with that first semi-final, Saturday, 3 o'clock, King's Home, Gloucester Hartbury against Bristol. Let's get into the Gloucester camp now. 
It is a very warm welcome again again to Sean Lynn on the Women's Rugby Pod. Sean, how are you? Top of the league. But now it all starts for for real. Yeah, definite, you know, and uh, to win win any league is uh, is a great accomplishment. But uh, now it's all about knockout rugby and uh, it's something we're going to go into this Saturday. And we know we've got a tough challenge with Bristol Bears. We'll look back before we before we look look forward. Um, obviously, last weekend, uh, pretty heavy defeat to to Exeter, uh, with some players kind of rested. I wouldn't say you were you were fully loaded. What was the thinking behind that one? Yeah, no. Um, look, we knew going into this Exeter game uh, that some girls had some niggles. They've had a long old Six Nations coming back off a Six Nations um, stint straight into league rugby and look we we put ourselves in a great position by getting top of the league then whatever the score was on Saturday against Exeter we knew we were finishing top of the league we got a home semi-final and it was a great opportunity for certain players to put their hands up but it was a good opportunity to rest certain players who have had niggles and feeling tired yeah, if if you win at the weekend, it's the right thing to do. If you lose, then possibly it's one of those, isn't it? You, you, you it's one of those to to question. Six sixteen wins, extraordinary season, playing some some fabulous rugby. The the two losses, Exeter and Saracens, two of the teams in in the top four. Is that a concern in any way? Uh, no, no, not really. Um, you know, we we know we've we went to Saracens just before Christmas, and we put a good result out there. Uh, Saracens at home, that loss. Uh, we learned a lot from that. Um, and the learnings we've got from it now, we know where we can go put those things right, fingers crossed, if we see them in the final. Is, is there any frustration? You've already mentioned that you, you, you finished top of the league. Um, is there frustration that consistency is what a league is, is about? You've now got to play potentially another 160 minutes to, to confirm that, that, that crown. Is is that a system you, you, you potentially like, like to see changed in any way? I, I, I do think the the league winners should be celebrated more, um, especially when we went to Richmond against Sale. We won the league uh, and it, it, it should be a celebration because you play in so many games. We've At that time, we played 17 games and we've only lost one fixture in the league and that that is a great achievement for any side that they do. And I just feel that the Allianz Prem should be embracing that a little bit more about who actually wins that league. And what it does do for us, it's, it's given us a home semi-final at King's Home, uh, which is very exciting. Very diplomatically put. Um, very, very, <laughs> very good. I'm 100%, 100% with you. It's, um, but yeah, I think that... Uh, that ship is prob- probably probably as you say. I mean, last season you finished sixth. Before that, fifth, fourth, fifth, fourth, yep. top of the league. Um, it's an outstanding achievement so far. But I suspect, knowing you as, as I do, that that will mean nothing unless you sort of come through the next two weekends. Would that be right? Yeah, I totally agree. You know, and um, we've given ourselves a great opportunity finishing top of the league. But now it's making sure that part A is done. And we've got to get part B done now, which is uh, semi-final this weekend. And it means nothing if we don't get these uh, these wins after uh, Bristol and uh, whoever's in the final. You won both games against Bristol this season, 36-5, 17-19. Uh, 
Yep. Um, the 14th meeting, I believe, between you. You've only lost four. You're already in that final, aren't you, Sean? No, not really, mate. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, Bristol, uh, since, since that game at Shaftesbury Park, where we just come through 1917, I think it showed how how important that win for us in in looking at the league, coming away from home. Uh, we took a lot of injuries probably first five minutes into that second half and the girls grinded out the win when all the momentum was against us. And those small things make big differences. Uh, but since then, Bristol Bears have just gained a lot of momentum. Uh, but, you know, we've done a lot of analysis this week. Um We've been looking at Bristol Bears for the last two, three weeks anyway, and everything has been focused on um, that semi-final. What particular areas have you had the, the microscope particularly focused on it in terms of Bristol and, and where their biggest threats are, Sean? Yeah, look, they like to keep the ball. Uh, they're a side, you know, uh, who keep ball very well. They they play edge to edge uh, and they've got some real good ball carriers there. You've got Sarah Byrne. Um, Roe Marston will be coming off her uh, suspension. She's a very good player coming into it as well. I think Amber Reed is playing really well. She's in form there, uh, which is going to be a real good individual battle there against Tatiana Hurd. It's, it's very exciting. And this is what big players need to be playing in in these big games, having individual battles. It, for me, this is what... Allianz Prem semi-final cup rugby is all about. We're so excited. I I I couldn't agree with you you more. In previous years, you kind of probably expect the the two that are going to get to the final. I I don't think there's been more hotly contested semi-finals in the history of this league. In my very humble opinion, it's anyone who hasn't got a ticket yet, get yourselves that because it's just internationals. It's a wash of internationals, both, both, both sides. Where are you with, with injuries, Sean? Are you, are you looking fully, fully full bore for this one? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, we, we, we came through training last night, really good session. Um, it's a shame really. Connie Powell uh, is, is probably going to be ruled out of this game. Other than that, we're waiting on Alex Matthews, but um, yeah, we're uh, we're training well. There, thereabouts. Um, I spoke to to, to Dave Water, speaking to to all four uh, Grand Fromages uh, for these semi-finals, and he suggested that. And uh, I'm not speaking out of turn because he said it on the pod, but doesn't fear that you've been put under pressure yet this season. Felt that Sale put you under some pressure, Rich, in first half. And seemed to be that was a bit of a focus for them. Um, what would be your repost to that, Sean? Yeah, you know, it's uh, we haven't been under pressure, but also have we? We have been under pressure because we just keep that pressure on other teams as well. Um, and, and the big thing is, you know. The set piece is everything for us, and we're very excited going against Bristol, looking at that set piece. But we will be putting pressure on teams as well. Yeah, uh, of course you will. Of course you will. Um, could it have been set up any any better? Um, as you say, you put yourself in that position that you got yourself a, a home semi final, and the final is at um, is at King's home, uh, of course, and. Yeah, that's decided long before anyone's had any results and all the rest of it. So I always find it hilarious when people start, oh, it's not fair. To... Um, 
but it just couldn't be set up any, any better. You certainly don't want to do a Leinster, do you? But um, it couldn't be set up any better with your home home support behind you. Oh, no, definitely. You know, and it as soon as it was all announced, the girls just thought this has got to be our year and it's our opportunity. And uh, the girls galvanised and pulled together, and um, they're very they're a very happy squad, and they really enjoy playing at King's Home. So it's it's. Uh, Fingers crossed, everything goes our way. Well, should the should the audience be applauding that the, the circus come Saturday? Who would you like to meet in in two weeks' time at the at the final back at your place? Any preference? Oh no, it's uh, it's an interesting one. You know, you know what Saris have got an extra, a very well drilled team. It's uh, whoever we meet in that final. You know, we're not going there to enjoy the day. We're going there to win it. Did you set targets before the the, the beginning of the, the season, Sean? And and if so, and you, we're lucky enough for you to share that with us, um, have you exceeded them already? Uh, no, the the target we set was top four, and then um, we didn't we didn't set winning the league, so that's been exceeded. We got we wanted to get into that top four, and we want to get into that final. So, yeah, we're going very well. You are indeed. Sean, we will leave it there. Um, busy old week, big week. Really, really appreciate your, your time. Um, and whatever happens, do enjoy the weekend. And uh, yeah, we will see you in a few weeks' time at the final. That's great. Thanks, Johnny. Take care. I'm Amy Kane, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Brilliant. West Country, Derby. Dave Ward, the Bristol coach. Has got plenty on his plate at the moment. Plenty to get excited about. He's day bored. How are you? I mean, the, the first question uh, is, is how many weeks away are we from the imminent two co- becomes three? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an amazing time for me at the moment. I'm excited about a lot of things. Um, not least um, the, the, the birth of my first child. Um, seven weeks, looking at the back end of July. So summer baby. Um Abby's doing fantastic. Uh, she's still training, which is incredible. Um, I knew she would. And yeah, um, I think like you know, uh, she's determined to come back bit as bitter, you know, stronger than ever. And um, we're all going to have a baby at, at the back end of July. Fantastic. I, do, do you know sex? Have you done the whole burst of balloon dramatic we, we, American yeah, style? Yeah, so, uh, we have. I don't know. How, it's a girl. I don't know how. Yeah. I've, I've given it away now, so. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that an exclusive? Is that an exclusive? Well, it, it probably. I mean, the, the people that know know. If you know what I mean, so it's not. It's not a massive exclusive, but yeah, I was quite keen to develop the, the pathway pretty early. So, and I am the head coach of a women's team, so it was only that. You know, it is always going to be a girl, really. It's, yeah, no, great stuff, great stuff. Look, Dave, great to have you on, as, uh, as we say. Um, we're just going to have a, a brief look back before we we look ahead to. Some really, really exciting games at uh, the weekend. Um, you go into it pretty decent form. It was an emotional field day down at Twyford Avenue, obviously for for was for various reasons. But you must be pleased with 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 that result. Yeah, I think it was one of those games where we we you know we didn't underestimate wasps. We knew it was coming, um, and they outperformed anything I've seen from them this season, which is credit to them. I thought they were fantastic on the day. I thought they were really spirited right to the end. You know, as a coach, I was gutted they got the last try. As a fan of rugby, I was unbelievably, uh, you know, happy for them that they did, um, especially at the clubhouse end. 
and I think they absolutely deserved it on the day. And like I said, for us, it was a bit of a learning experience to go away from home to see that emotion. And one, we'll certainly use heading to those semi-finals. But the, the result at the end of the day is what we needed. We need to get a point. We've got five um, and we head into the semi-finals, hopefully with, with a bit of form. I would never deliberately lead down a path of, of saying things you don't want to say. Um, but what about the performance, particularly, please, things you wanted to achieve from the game that, that you ticked off in your in your notebook or your, or your clipboard? Yeah, I think um, the going back to basics in a set piece and the adapting to what's going to happen. So Wasp showed us a load of different pitches we probably haven't seen before, we didn't expect. And the, the adaptation on the pitch um, of certain individuals um, especially the young players, to then work around that was was very good, and to then bring it all back to our you know we, we ran a we what we call one of our maps um, late in the second half um, and we got everything right we scored up for traffic and I was like that's exactly what we need to do. If in doubt, go back to basics. You know we ran a five phase map. It went to went to plan. Lark um, scored and that was like yeah that's perfect. It's exactly what we needed to do. Exactly at the right time. Um, and that was the maturity of the group as well, learning. It's in my second year, obviously, here. Um, and so for me to see that was, was great. I mean, if we were a couple of weeks ago, um, it's fairly obvious that the, the top four teams have been sort of floating to the top uh, for, for some time now. But you put a, a big old win against um, against Exeter. Um, how pleasing was was that result? Can you take more from that game than, than you possibly can from the, from the Wasp game? Oh, yeah, I think so. Again, no disrespect to Wasp, but Exeter are a top four side. And for us to get into the top four, we had to beat one of those top four sides. We had Exeter and Saracens. So that was a huge weekend for us, obviously, with, with Quinns going away to Gloucester and losing. So we had to, we were on the Saturday, Quinns were on the Sunday. We had to double up on the pressure. So the pressure was enough. One, performing first and two against one of the best teams in the league. Um, we did that. We, I thought we were, we were good for our win as well. It wasn't a lucky win. We were good for it, certainly second half. Um, and then, as I said, the, the, we could sort of sit back on the Sunday. Pressure was absolutely on Quinns, and I think Gloucester probably had one of their performances of the season. Um, and that kind of then solidified our, our position within that top four, knowing full well we'd have to go to Watson and get a result. Obviously, you knew that. No doubt the players have sort of, sort of known that. And, and the reason I bring up the extra game is, say it's not like, it wasn't a have-to-win game, but, but it was sort of in that category. We're now in that firmly in that category, aren't we? Semi-finals, potentially final, have to win. How impressed and how important is that mental side of, of getting yourself ready and delivering on, on what you want to deliver for, for potentially these next two games? Yeah, it, it, it's massive, Johnny, and it, and it builds up through not just one season, two seasons, three seasons, but knowing that you've gone to places and done it before. We've gone to, to Gloucester and won. It's my second game in charge here at Bears. Um, we went there in the third and fourth place playoff in the Cup and won. Now, people are like, oh, it was the Cup. You all know the internationals were playing. It's still an experience for the players, some of which will be playing um, at the weekend, to go away from home against a very emotional team, a very proud team, and get the result. And like you say, it doesn't really matter how it comes this weekend. We just have to get the result and obviously try and force our way into that final. Um, some some other teams um, that are in this, uh, in this top four, uh, I'm talking about Saracens, Time, time that runs nicely. Um, and often, you, you'll remember Wasp back in the day, um, used to do nothing till till Christmas and then go ahead and, and win the premiership in the, in the men's game. Momentum is key. You've been speaking about the last few weeks. Um, one eight of the last nine. Um, how 
confident are you and why are you so confident that momentum can continue against Gloucester Harbury? Yeah, I think I'm confident because the players that we've got, I know how hard they work. I know the analysis they'll do on Gloucester, you know, and I, it's kind of a funny one because you don't, you know, always as a percentage, what do you worry about the opposition in terms of how much you respect them? And then what do you obviously will focus on what we've been doing really well to get us here? Um, we, we're going to focus very much on ourselves. And I know that's a very coaching cliche, but, but it has to be because that's what's got us here so far. We're consistently improving ourselves. We're consistently elevating each other. And I think it's massively important that we go and do that and give the best of a kind of ourselves on Saturday. I, I said to the girls, it, it, to, Saturday's not going to be a day for standing back and, and looking around and admiring the view. It's going to be going there and going forward and, 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 and attacking them and getting at them and putting Gloucester under pressure. Um, because I don't think they've been under too much pressure this season because of the squad they've got. That's absolutely fine. They've done that. They've deserved it. They've had a, a fantastic season. But the couple of times they have been put under pressure, and you saw what a sale did to them at Richmond was quite funny in the first sort of 20, 25 minutes. Um, it's not quite as free burn as it might have been had, you know, it, like you watch the Quinns games back. You know, I'm, I've watched more of Gloucester than I've watched the last recently, and that's fine. That's, that's my job to do that. But for the, for the girls... It's just taking those little snippets and making sure, yes, we respect them. Actually, well, we just completely focus on us. I mean, the, the record isn't great against them. You, you mentioned that that game, September 2021. That was the last time you you, you beat them, lost the last last three. Why, why is Saturday why going to be any different? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Um, look, we've, we've got a game plan. I can't give too much away, Johnny, unfortunately. Of course. But look, we've got a game plan that we think and I know, hopefully, that can upset them. Um, we've got a, a set piece. Every rugby match, you've got to be basically yourself on a set piece. And again, they, they can they can go toe-to-toe with theirs, if not better. Um, and we've got some backs that can really push theirs. I mean, if you look at the matchups throughout the game, I mean, I'm getting excited thinking about it already. And I'm, I'm the coach. I mean, imagine a, a, a neutral support heading down to King's home um, across the board. You've got international versus international, sometimes in the same in the same jerseys, you know, um, sometimes not, which is sometimes even more spicy. Um, going after each other, and as I said, I, I can't I can't wait for it. And as I said, I just hope that we go and do ourselves justice. Um, we had a fantastic training session last night. Um, we go after each other tonight in our in our contact session, and then Thursday we'll just be to cap it off to make sure we're, we're, we're ready and build that confidence into Saturday. Huge amounts of huge amounts of pressure. Uh, as we say, they have gone well this season. They've gone well the last few seasons. I think consistency is probably is is what they got better this season at. They certainly strengthened the the, the, the squad. You're talking a, a lot about yourselves, and, and rightly so, and coach the team how you wish. But you must have looked at them as well. You've watched quite quite a few games. You say. What particular areas do you have to, to, to nullify or what areas have particularly impressed you about Gloucester that, that, yeah, you really need to be wary of come Saturday? Yeah, look, you can't really go past the second rows. Zoe Allcroft and Sam Monahan, probably two of the classiest operators in the game, um, t- full stop, let alone just the premiership. So we've got to make sure we look at that, look after that line out and scrum time. Um, again, that battle of, you know, Burner, and, and Lark versus Kelsey and Maud, it's going to be, you know, and that's not even to mention Simi or Gwen versus Delgado or or, or um, Cecilia. Like like I say, that, that, that type five battle is worth the admission alone. Um, 
And then obviously you go behind the scrum. It's been well documented. Obviously, Mo didn't go to the World Cup. That probably benefited her in terms of her Gloucester stuff um, this season. I thought she, I think she's had a fantastic season. There's no getting away from that. Um, but we've got the little the matter of uh, Kira Bevan or Lucy Burgess to go after as well. So straight away, you know, it's it's looking at who can have the biggest influence on the game and making sure that it's our type five, our nine and ten, as opposed to Gloucester's type five and Gloucester's nine and ten. And I think obviously that will then demonstrate within the, within the scoreboard at the end. How how are you injuries wise? We just wrapping up. How are you injury wise? Considering it's you know back end, right back end of the season. Yeah, our medical team has done an amazing job. We are absolutely uh, flying. We've got a couple, um, but actually, if you said to me, you start your twenty three for your semi final, bar probably Abby Ward. <laughs> um, you know, I think we're, we're probably yeah there or thereabouts, um, and it's going to be some hard conversations for me this evening to let the people know that they're not in the 23 who have been amazing all year for us. Um, and, th- you know, th- this is this is sort of the, the hardest part, but, but the best part of being a coach um, to do that. Yeah, I was just, just going to say, you know, to preempt to that, just how difficult is selection and, and even the harder those conversations. You, you've done the conversations, just just how hard is is selection? Because, yeah, you've, you've, you've used quite a few players. Yeah, absolutely. And we've had we've had long term injuries. Um, we've had those, those girls come back. And like I say, our medical department is, uh, you know, I, I personally think it's one of the best in the Prem. Obviously, I'm biased, but I see it week in, week out how hard they work. Um, and I think for them to get those girls back is, is, is incredible. We've obviously got Ronita back from her ban as well. Um, you know, so she had the, she had a, a four week ban, unfortunately, for her, but she, she'll be available for selection if selected. So there's a load of little sort of ticks going on that actually if we can make sure like I say we get a good training week under our belt we should, we should be ready to go So you had the most amazing performance of the weekend and you, you, you fly through the semi-final who would you most like to meet in the final? It, it's, a, it, it's a funny one there, people are like oh who's going to be the there's no easy option is there? No If, you, if you're going to win it I'd love to beat Saris because you feel like you won it do you know what I mean? Uh, yep. it, at the moment they are the team they are, there's no getting away from it. They are the team in this league. Um, they've done a fantastic job, you know. Um, however, um, you know, I get on pretty well with Susie Appley as well. So if we, if we had a final, that could be quite interesting as well. So I think the, the good news is, and it's quite funny that you see all these rivalries with the players, the coaches are not like that at all. We all want what's best for this league. We work pretty hard together. Um, Susie messaged me recently just about sort of um, a player or, or whatever. And I think it's, it's really crucial that we, we do that. But like I said, if, you know, if all goes well, we get into a final. Saracens at King's End doesn't sound like a bad prospect. No, it, it, it certainly doesn't. Uh, brilliant. Look, we will let you go. Uh, it's a busy week. It's a, it's a press week. Really, really appreciate your, your time. Um, go fill up those cupboards with more nappies and more wipes. You can't, cannot have enough of those, <laughs> I can assure you. But uh, Dave, all, all the very, very best of the weekend. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. No worries. Thank you, Johnny. Cheers, mate. The only other bit of news to get you up to date with the British Irish Isles is over in Ireland. Interesting bit of transfer news in the coaching department. Fiona Hayes has rejoined your Bohemian RFC as the women's first 15 coach after two years of Bellincolic. Your Bows, her home for 15 years as a player and then coach before her move. Safe to say she is back home. Further afield... With the international news going into the weekend, we knew that Samara and Fiji had both qualified for WXV. 
It was just which tournament the winner taking place in two and the loser in three. Such a dramatic finish to the game on Australia's Gold Coast. If you haven't seen it, you must. The, the raw emotion. Fijiana, looking for their fourth title, took the lead with less than three minutes left, which gave them a two-point lead. The ball was then kicked into touch, thinking time was up. The referee signalled for the line-out to take place, from which Samoa won a penalty. Cassie Siatanga. Stepped up to nail the kick and the game Samoa's first Oceania Rugby Championship title. It was Fijiana's first loss since 2019, which puts them into WX3, which is looking really, really tasty now, is it? In the other game, Tonga beat Papua New Guinea 30 points to 22. Details on Italy against Spain. Again, ramifications at WXV, of course. He'll go head-to-head and Piacenza. On the 22nd of July, when the European Nations contest a one-off playoff to determine which level of WXE they will compete in this October. The match, which will be played at Stadio Walter Baltrametti, pits European Women's Championship 2023 winners Spain against Italy, who finished, of course, fourth in the Six Nation. Whoever wins in Northern Italy will take their place in WXV2. And again, the loser will go into three. So where are we all with WXV? Let's just keep updating you as the pieces fall into place. WXV1 to be played in New Zealand has England, France and Wales. We know that then the top three sides from Pacific 4. South Africa will host WXV2, which has Scotland, South Africa, Samoa and Japan. Italy or Spain from that game we've just spoken about and the fourth in the Pacific 4. So finally, WXV3, no announcement on venue yet, although... There's talk about Dubai, allegedly. It sees Fijiana, of course, now. Kenya, Italy or Spain again. Kazakhstan and Brazil or Colombia. That's a really fascinating port. All of them are, aren't they? Over in France, there'll be a new name on the trophy this season for the championship. Stade Bordelais beats Stade Toulousien 19-15. And Blagnac won at ASA Rogmanar 8 points to 17. The big dance is this weekend with Stade Bordelais in this guise anyway. And we're appearing in their first final up against Blagnac, who've only ever been runners-up before. 5.45 local time for that one. Over to South Africa. Some big results over the weekend, which was round five. The Bull Daisies moved up to the top of the table after beating Boland Dames 36-8. They remain the only undefeated side in the comp now. It was the third versus first with Border Ladies taking on Western Forts in the Eastern Cape. The reigning champs outplaying WP to win 23-17. In the other game, EP Queens went down 15-29 to the Sharks. This week, the Golden Lions face Border Ladies, EP Queens go to Berlin Dames, and Western Province host the Bulls Daisies. This is the Women's Rugby Pod. Let's turn our attention to the second semi-final. Sunday, 3 o'clock. It's exit against Saracens at Sandy Park. Promises to be a superb occasion. Well, let's get into the Exeter camp right now. Susie Appleby, uh, another big week. Hope you're well. Um, we're going around all four DIYs, Grand Fromages, um, ahead of the semi-finals hugely exciting games ahead this weekend it's only your 75th premiership game premier 15's game at the, at the weekend Susie can you quite believe you're you're there in that final four again um uh I didn't realize it was it was that many it just seems to have just seems to have flown um can I believe it yes the way we've we've kind of 
embrace the season and and our performances. I think we deserve to be in that top four, but you know, there's there's nothing there's nothing given in this league. There's some amazing teams um, in in the league. I think I think the top four are probably the most consistently performing team. So um, it's an exciting time, and God, these these games are probably going to go either way on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. As we say, some some fantastic matchups uh, across the board. We look back just before looking forward. Good old win against uh, across the heartbeat at the weekend. Could you have asked for a, a better springboard into semi final week? No, that's not. That's just what we needed, uh, Johnny. Because you know, we'd have had a couple of wobbles, um, not not horrendous performances, but two away defeats, which is which was t- were quite tough and not what we were used to. So. It was good to get on the road and play against a good side, but to get a good win under our belts and, and a big confidence boost and some momentum going into a semi-final. I was going to say, yeah, those losses to, to Bristol and Saracens, they, they, they worried you somewhat then, did they, ahead of um, last weekend? Well, it, it wasn't so much a worry. It was just um, the Bristol second half was a bit funny because we just we, we all score points within a half and we just we just couldn't get over the try line or, or take points. Uh, when they were on offer, so a little bit concerning. But then, um, you know, Sarri's away. You know, you, you lose twenty nine, twenty two. That that's not too bad, really. There were just there were just moments within the game that we lost. We lost some control, which we haven't in previous weeks. But but last week we went in with a against Gloucester. We went in with a real mindset on that physicality battle up front, and we were definitely able to dominate that. And and we need to take that into Sarri's because they're. A big side, no matter who they select on the weekend, a big side and there's going to be a big physical confrontation. So that's the main thing. There's been some slight adjustments, but, you know, a a bit of a reset last weekend and and we're all systems go for this one. Uh, It's real tit for tat between you and Saracens. Uh, You tend to win at yours. Um, They tend to win at at theirs. I mean, look, they haven't won at Sandy Park, whether that be cup or or league. Um, how much of a factor is the Sandy Park crowd going to be come the weekend? Um, the Sandy Park crowd are huge. You know, yesterday I checked numbers and we'd sold twelve hundred already, and that's without even considering the season ticket holders. So that's um, that's amazing, and and people just love coming to Sandy Park, and we love having them there because the noise that they bring, the support they bring, and the girls can really feel it from the field. It's not it's not that pleasant a place to go as an oppos- opposition team. So I hear. So, you know, it was, it's really good to get a home advantage. That said, Sarri's, a, you know, they've won the league umpteen times, you know, since it got going. They're, they know how to win. They know how to win on the road. They're, they're a big game team. So, you know, as I said, semi-finals, all bets are off, really, and we'll give it our best. They'll give it their best. And, you know, the better team will come out on the, on the day, no doubt. Uh, this is a game of rugby, so physicality is always going to be top of the, yeah. the list of things to to get right, even more so when it's Saracens uh, existing. You both pride yourself on that aspect of the game. What else do you have to get right, Susie, to, to get to a, a consecutive final? We've um, we've got to try and get to Holly Aitchison at 10 um, and try and stop what she does so very, very well, whether it's a run, kick, run or kick game. Um, put pressure on her and then you start to kind of stop the momentum that they can gain very, very quickly. So the physicality accompanied by, as I said, trying to get to Holly, but also make sure we get enough ball to be able to impose ourselves on the game. When we were up at, um, at the Stonex last time, 
we were running with less than 50% possession and we're not used to that. We're used to be keeping hold of more ball and getting through multi-phase rugby, which is when Saris really struggle or any team really struggles against us because yeah. of the way we play. So yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a few focuses on keeping the ball and, and being smart with it and moving them around the field because it's going to be hot and they've got a big pack. So, you know, without sharing any secrets, but I'm probably, you know, not speaking, only speaking the obvious really. Um, and then, as I said, you know, try, try and stop Holly from playing because she's world-class, you know, um, and, and she, she'll function. But that, that comes, her functioning comes with front foot ball. So that set piece is going to be absolutely critical as well. So it's multifaceted, I think, Johnny, is the answer to your question. Well, such is the complexity of uh, not only coaching, yeah. but um, the way you got you, you, uh, both teams play. Um, it's going to be absolutely fascinating. The last couple before I let you go, it's, it's busy, yeah. busy, pressured week. Um, 43-21 last year. Um, you don't need me to remind you. A painful day or a great occasion for, for the women's game. Is there a whiff of revenge? Has that been spoken about? Is that a motivation? No, I think um, I think it was our first final and I think we had a lot of emotional and physical investment in the semi-final and the game before. Those two battles against Bristol probably took a lot out of us uh, and we didn't, I think, the first final thing and no matter what you say, it was a first final and our players, players had the first time in that arena. This is not a final, this is a semi-final. This is the next game that enables us to take that stage again and we're very much focused on the fact that, you know, uh, they're coming to Sandy Park, you know, we're focusing on us rather than rather than the occasion. I know that sounds a bit weird, but, you know, it's it's the next step. It's the momentum bit that we've already touched on. It's what we're able to impose upon the game because if we get all those bits right, then we earn the right to go to a final. But but we're not we're not near a final yet. We're at, we're a semi-final stage. So that's the big focus this week. What will be your last words to the team before they run out, Susie? Be Chiefs. Boom. And there it is. <laughs> uh, Susie, thank you so much. I know it's a really busy week uh, um, and I really appreciate your rearranging and what have you. Um, thank you so much. Enjoy the weekend. Lovely. Thanks, Johnny. Of course, these two met in the final last year. It's going to be another mouth-watering contest. There is nothing between these two sides in the three seasons they've been playing against each other. But it's the champions that everybody wants to beat. Let's hear how Alex Orsabry, their boss, is motivating the troops this year. Huge welcome to Alex Orsabry, the head-on show at Saracens. Alex, how are we? Big old week, isn't it? Some, uh, some cracking semi-finals ahead this weekend. Yeah, Johnny, I'm very well, thank you. Hope you are well too. Uh, yeah, in terms of, of this weekend, you know, and this week, absolutely fantastic. You know, this is business end of the season. It's exactly where you want to be and it, it you know, it really gets everyone excited and looking forward to what will be, you know, two cracking semi-finals and, and really, really delighted that we are, we are part of it. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Let, let's just look back ever so slightly. Last weekend, um, I had some win over Loughborough Lining at Franklin's Gardens. Obviously, their last game of the season and what have you. No doubt, plenty of emotion knocking around. Was it a pretty decent prep for, for an away semi-final? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Loughborough uh, play a brand of rugby, which is, is pretty exciting. They look to challenge you in ways that we expect to be challenged going into this weekend uh, as well. Um, I think where they they tested us a lot at the breakdown, which I think will be... you know a real good learning for us going into this weekend. And ultimately as well, it was, it was pretty physical. Has have you know, the games post-Christmas with it being Exeter, uh, sorry, post uh, Six Nations, with it being Exeter, Bristol, Worcester, 
and Loughborough. We've had we've had you know fantastic preparation. But to be fair, since since January, we've we've been in a case of where we're having to make sure that we're preparing because we said we're behind the eight ball a tad um, going into that block. So everything has been making sure that we're performing and we've been having to win. So we've put ourselves in a real good position and and you know. The Loughborough test was 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 another one that just helped us fine tune um, in preparation for for Sunday, uh, but also you know it wasn't just a case of a free hit out on a fine tune. We also needed to win because we were obviously looking for that five points to see if we could catch that home semi final. Indeed, um, that was your twelfth win in a row, including beating uh, the other top three sides. If if winning this league with semi finals and final is, is all about momentum. Um, in a box seat, aren't you? Look, uh, I think we've done, uh, we've taken care of business, and we've done what we needed to do um, to make sure that we're at this, the, you know, at the semi-final stage. But you know, the two teams that finished above us in the league, so they were, you know, they've had some hell of a momentum during the season, and, and they've earned the right to play at home semi-final. So I wouldn't say that we're in the box seat. I said that we, we've got a seat at the table, um, but you know, playing away from home is tough, and that's. Uh, you know that's something that both Gloucester and, and Exeter, who will be playing, have over us. But yeah, we, we're happy with what we've done. It's given us a great opportunity, and now it's a case of can we can we be can we build on that? Can we be better and make sure that we 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 go down to Sandy Park and, and get the result uh, that will take us through? Um, you say I think we, we spoke earlier in the season, um, and it's slightly behind the eight ball with a few injuries and World Cups and what have you, and disruption to the season, but. Is it Saracen's super strength? Whether you're reacting across a period of time, whether it be months, or whether you're reacting across a week, or, or even within a game, half to half, minute to minute, is that Saracen's super strength? That ability to deliver when you absolutely have to. I think it's certainly a great characteristic of, of us as a side. Uh, we've we've been in some dark places and some you know some real challenges, and found ways of getting through it. And a lot of that is down to to the experience. Uh, and you know, being there and and having some games, there's a couple of times we've not got that through, but more often than not, the players have found a way. And I think that's that's a real credit to to the players and to the coaching staff for building the scenarios, building the confidence in structures, systems, processes, like I say, all the boring stuff that coaches go on about. But then it's the framework for for players not to lose sight of what we're aiming for. Uh, and I said the the old adage, we never lose, we just run out of time, is certainly something that that goes through kind of the the DNA of the squad in that we will find a way and the players are outstanding at finding ways and understanding the key moments in games, you know, before they happen. They capture them more often than not and make sure that we grab the momentum rather than it getting away from us and, you know, them being in trouble. So I, I think it's a, a huge credit to, to the players and a huge part of, of our of what we're looking to do. And it, it's, you know, a lot of it is born out of experience and then that experience gets shared with new players into the group. So there's always... There's always a, a calmness. There's always a belief that we'll find a way, find a solution, whichever situation we find ourselves in. You know, be that twenty-four points down, or be that a couple of points down in the final play and needing to find, you know, find a way of getting three points. Have you had a, a, a tougher semi-final, Alex? Sandy Park, you've 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 not won down there. Um, results over the last few seasons, it's almost a tit for tat with you guys, isn't it? Um, you went at home, they went at home, 22-14, lost down there, 54-12, 37-19 this season, uh, and the cup final uh, as well. Is this the toughest semi-final you've ever faced? 
<laughs> all the semi-finals are tough, Johnny. Like genuinely, like you're on the edge of your seat, you're biting your nails, and you have to earn earn that opportunity to get to the to the you know to the final. But yeah, I mean, down at Exeter, it has been tough for us. Um, there's a few of the situations, you know, a little bit kind of self-inflicted start that we had there at the beginning of this season when we were down there was poor start. Well, you know, we can't afford to do that in front of the, the crowd at Exeter. You know, we can't afford to fuel fuel that noise um, and, and, you know, give them that front for early doors. So it's essential that we, you know, that we start well. And we've got the blueprint of that in terms of our home games against them. We need to now ensure that we, we establish that on the road. Um, so yeah, we are expecting a, a real tough semi-final. You know, they, they've finished above us in the league. You know, they were they were pretty close to, to winning the league, so they've had an outstanding season. So we've got to go down there and make sure that we we impose ourselves on them, um, which will be incredibly difficult. But no, you know, no semi-final is ever easy. Uh, and as I said, we we were, we're excited about first. You know, our first away semi-final in the Premier 15s era. It's you know. It's an opportunity for us to do something that we've not done, and there would be no better place and no better, you know, arena to do that than down at Sandy Park against, you know, a, a real high quality side in Exeter uh, and, and one where there's a there's a nice rivalry brewing. Yeah, there, there certainly is, but it's re- it's really nip and tuck between you guys. I mean, outside of that final final, which again we go back to that point of that that super strength, don't you? When you when you when you need to, but as a coach. If you're winning at home against a team but losing away, what do you need to? What are you doing this week to go? Do you know? Let's take that North London performance down down to Devon. What what little things have you been doing this week, the last couple of weeks, to to make sure that that does happen on Sunday? Well, it, some of it is just around making sure we execute the detail under a little bit more of a chaotic scenario in training because you know it's a little bit more uncomfortable away from home. But then ultimately, like. How can you you take away that? How can you take away the noise and make sure that we don't get caught up in you know for the, not having the home comforts? And to be fair, like the semi, uh, sorry, the final of the cup, we were only down there like five six weeks ago, and that's a massive part of uh, how can we tweak our preparation? How can we make sure that we're ready to go? Because we actually started quite well in the in the in the final, and then then we lost our way a little bit. So it's well, we got that bit right. Then how do we get the you know the, the last twenty minutes of the game down there? Um, in the league, how do we get that and start piecing it together? But again, it's it's just little margins. It's just making sure that some of the unknowns we we don't worry about, and then we control the bits that we can control. And ultimately, we know what's going to happen. It's going to be a ferocious battle. It's going to be very physical. We've got to make sure that time and time again we stand up to that and win those collisions. Uh, and then if we do get behind in terms of some of the momentum, how can we capture it before it becomes you know something that's that's a significant wound, you know, that's something that becomes critical in terms of scoreline. And that, and that's, again, that's not just tapping to our experiences away at Sandy Park or at home against Exeter. It's tapping to our experiences across the season, across the last five or six years where this team has, you know, it's been in a lot of big games. So understanding that there will be pressure moments, there will be things that don't go against us, but let's make sure that we minimise the impact that that has, you know, minimise the damage. And then when we are on top, making sure we execute against those opportunities. So it's, it's not wholesale change. You know, the side's been in some pretty good places and done some pretty amazing things. So it's just making sure we channel that that a little bit more effectively in the key moments and understand that it's going to be 80 minutes, potentially more than 80 minutes of, of, of real tough rugby. But hey, embrace that. It's a challenge. And ultimately, it's going to 
it's going to bring out the best in us and, and that's what we want. We want to maximise our potential, maximise our talent as, and challenges like this are ones where you find out exactly where you are and hopefully we'll have enough. And if, you know, if it wasn't to go that way, then we certainly know what we've got to do going forward. They, I mean, quite, quite extraordinary what, what they've achieved in such a short space of time um, under Susie Appleby and Steve Selvin. Um, and he got some, some respect for, for them as, as coaches. Um, they can have a few little things up there, Steve. What, what, what are you expecting from them? And is, is that toe-to-toe physicality that the, the one non-negotiable that you have to get right? Yeah, first and foremost, you know, credit to, uh, to Steve and Susie. Um, you know, they've, they've built a programme over the last few years that's, you know, that's now one of the best in the league. Um, so that doesn't just happen. You know, that's a lot of hard work and a lot of quality, technical, tactical, working with personalities, making sure that you recruit well. So well done to them on that. Um, and yeah, ultimately that then shows that they've they've knitted together. So there will be some nuances that they bring to it, some elements around set piece where they'll, they'll have not, not necessarily trickery, but some ideas of where they can, you know, they can potentially get at chinks of our armour. Uh, but yeah, I think again we're overcomplicating it if we're going to move away from the physical battle. That the other bits around it, the way you you know you're looking, or oh, we might have this move. We're looking to do this, or we're trying to manipulate them this way. Counts for nothing if you're not winning collisions, if you're not dictating you know speed and quality of ball. Uh, we know that their breakdown work will be, it will be varied, uh, and and I think it will be a, a real challenging day for Charlie, the official. But you know they they will come at us uh, physically, but they'll have players off the back of that they'll be bringing players in midfield getting you know people on the ball in different ways uh, and we've watched a lot of footage just as I'm sure they'll have watched a lot of footage on us and we like say so we played each other twice in like the six last six weeks um so it's a we, we're pretty we're pretty well versed with what what you know the the vast majority of things each side will do but it's those little tweaks those little you know upgrades for knockout rugby the little things that we've not seen uh, and they've not seen of us that will be the, the like I say the the, the chess match that will be going on behind the, the you know the real physical battle, um, so yeah it'll be it'll be a test not just for players as I said not just for medical and SNC staff but also for us as coaches how well have we prepped and how well can we get in game you know uh, alterations can we see areas where they've that we've not looked at and they found a way how quickly can we correct that and, and vice versa can can we find we didn't see that previously but there is an opportunity there so that will be the you know that will be the bit where the coaching staff earn their money, earn their keep. Yeah, absolutely. There isn't much to choose between between the top four. Um, so psychology plays a, a huge part in it. You've been there. Um, I've just seen the, the celebrating mug uh, and the tea towel and and the and the, and the tray. Um, you you've been here and won it multiple times. How difficult is it each year to to keep motivating yourself, the the team? to keep delivering uh, and picking up titles? To, to be honest, that, that that looks after itself because the group of people that we have are unbelievably driven, um, unbelievably competitive. You know, we, they'll, have, they'll have a fight over a, a chocolate bar who can eat it the quickest kind of thing. You know, anything gets turned into a competition. Um, so that that is, that bit's relatively easy. You know, when people come into the environment, we, we breed, we develop, we cultivate that. And also, people are attracted to our environment for that. So we, we, you know, if people recruiting, I'm sorry, if we're recruiting, then we look for certain traits in people. And if it's youngsters coming through the club, you know, we've developed, we've developed that as they've come through. So that's that's 
that's one part of it. The other part of it is we're about maximising our potential. And my job as a coach is how can I make you better? And that's the, the mindset of everyone. So therefore, you know, last year was brilliant. But what's next? You know, the, the Sunday night after the finals is a good night, but we're all, you know, we've already been preparing for the next season and it's what is next. And what next is how can we push our game forward? How can we develop ourselves individually to be better? And then ultimately, you know, how can how can we just make sure that we, we don't miss this up, you know, this moment in time where we've got a, a really talented group of players, a really talented group of people in and around the club. Like, let's maximise this rather than look back on it in a few years and think, ah, we sold ourselves short there. And then in terms of my own personal motivation, it is that. It's not, I want to make sure that I do right for this group. Coaching is a privilege, whether it be, you know, working at primary school with, with youngsters or whether it be working at elite end. You're working with people who are putting their bodies on the line, investing themselves in something that's bigger than them. You know, so the day that you lose motivation, you've already been in the job too long. And, you know, I, I couldn't wish for for a better job, a better a better gig. I say job, it's it's not, you know, I get to run around, throw a ball and work with, with a trusted group of friends and create some amazing memories. Might sound cliche and people say, oh, well, just a, a spouted line. It really is. I, I love the I love the environment here at Saracens. I love the people. Yeah, they, they can be challenging, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to work with a with a different group. They're, they're they're fantastic. And that is the motivation. It's how can I help people, whether it be, you know, staff, whether it be players, how can I help us get to maximizing the potential and fulfilling the talent this group has? And you know, that's 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 pretty unique and it it gets me out of bed every morning with a with you know, a bounce in my step. And and the days where it might be, you know, you might have a little bit of cold or Bradford City get knocked out in the playoffs uh, to Carlisle, you know, like um, <laughs> there's, a, there's someone there that's, that picks you up. And that's what, you know, that's what's special about rugby and team sport, isn't it? It's, it there's, there's a group of people with a, you know, we've all got the same goal and aim. We want to make sure that we we maximise this moment in time. And that's what's pretty special. And, it, and it, it's it's lucky. So it's lucky to be part of that. And uh, yeah, motivation is pretty easy. And the day that it's not there, like I say, it's the day that I should have stepped away probably a lot earlier. This is the best, best job description in the world. Um, long old season. Um, how full is your deck in terms of selecting from Alex this weekend for the semi-final? Yeah, it's 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 not as full as we'd have liked. Um, we've obviously picked up some long-term injuries over the course of the season. Uh, Donna, early doors, Fleeto, uh, Zoe, um, Katter's been injured as well, so she would be out. And then we picked up, unfortunately, a, a pretty significant one at the weekend in Maya. So there's a fair few players missing, um, but with the nature of the season, uh, the, the structure of the season, and also just rugby in general, you're always going to pick up injuries along the way. And that's why the you know the quality of your squad is is essential. And you know the players that are selected this weekend have earned that opportunity. You know they've they've been supported, they've put in the performances, and the players that are not involved. They've helped drive that forward as well. So it's not it's not a full deck, but I doubt there's a club in the country that at the end of a season has has a full deck to select from. But we, we're really happy where we're at. Um, obviously, we'd love to have some additional faces available, but they're not. But that's something that you plan and prepare for, and, and we're we're ready to go. So yeah, we some of those injuries we've known about for for you know for a long time. So it's not it's not a surprise that they're not there. Got a few little nicks, uh, niggles that we're working through this weekend, but we're expecting them all to be fine. But again, no different to, to where you'd be expecting to be at this time of the season. So we're, we're not panicking. Uh, it's just a case of let's make sure we do right by every individual to make sure that come Sunday, they're, 
they're, they're good to go. And it was nice that it was a little bit of a longer turnaround as well. That extra day does make a difference for us. So we're, we're really pleased with that. And yeah, we, we, we're excited about the squad that we're going to put out. And, you know, hopefully they'll be, be able to meet the challenge of Exeter and uh, we'll, we'll take that next step forward. We will leave it there. Thank you so, so much for your extended time this morning. Um, and yeah, I, I wish you well. Uh, enjoy. It's going to be one hell of an occasion. Um, and who knows? We, we may well see you in a few weeks' time at the final. But thank you once again. Cheers, Johnny. Really, really grateful to all four, I think, coaches, directors of rugby from the semi final teams in the Premier 15s. Busy, busy week for them, and I really appreciate their time. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening to to what they had four great teams all had stunning seasons but this is when it really really counts so just to finish up just wanted to send lots of love to our friend Gary Street the World Cup winning coach who's not in the best of health at the moment Gary we are here for you my friend get on that road to recovery really really quickly and Josh Payne Worcester Warriors women's manager is moving on fabulous innings Josh through some very tough overs. If you haven't already, you know what to do. Subscribe, rate, share. Thank you to Tom. Thank you to Vicky. Thanks to our guests, Subi. Thanks to our guests, Susie Appleby, Alex Austerbury, Dave Ward, and Sean Lynn. Enjoy those semi-finals. Enjoy the French final. If it can only be one thing, be kind.